Going into a porn shop isn't awkward, it's empowering. At Adult Temptations, everyone is entitled to a happy, healthy sex life. Visit the store at 211 Black Street in Whitehorse for a selection of adult toys, lubes, lingerie, novelties, and films. You can check out products online at adulttemptations.ca. Adult Temptations, in pursuit of a healthy, intimate lifestyle. And I will direct you when you'll need to hold. Oh, hold, hold. hold Yes. Yeah. Just to hold the skin tight. Right. Right, because at this stage of life, my skin isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Gotta give a guy some warning. (laughs) This is Frisky North of 60. I'm Karen McCall. Hi, and I'm Mark Kelly. We're starting this year off on a hairy or perhaps hairless note with this episode. (laughs) That's right. First, some housekeeping, though. The winner of last month's Eclipse Nordic Hot Springs contest is Amber Heels. Way to go, Amber. Thanks for liking and listening to Frisky. We will contact you to pick up your tickets, and we'll tell you how you can win this month's contest at the end of this episode. That's right. Listen all the way through. Uh, Mark, do you remember why we decided to do an episode about hair removal? I think you're going to need to remind me. I don't actually remember, but I know the moment you said that you'd be willing to get a Brazilian, I was like... <laughs> a manzillion? <laughs> it's like, we have to do this now. <laughs> right, because I think you said you were going to do it, and I was like, well, then we, I should do it. We don't, yeah. you know, we're, we're an equitable podcast. Yeah, because we kind of talked about... I don't even know how it came up, but this is a podcast about dating, and for better or for worse, hair removal is often a part of dating. Keeping or getting rid of hair is a thing. Obviously, we come from... Uh, different perspectives. But, you know, I think for a lot of women, there's um, there's sort of this push and pull between, you know, say feminism or or just doing, you know, what what you want to do. And then sort of like a lot of societal pressures, too, about hair removal. Yeah, there are. And I think it's becoming more common for men, I think, to have to do this. I, know, I certainly know that our companies would like you men to be more involved in the personal grooming business. They also like us to buy makeup. There, there's a, there's certainly a reason for that. <laughs> has I guess has body hair hair removal come up in any uh, sort of dating contexts for you? Well, if, to, to set the tone here, I, I was married for a long time, so it wasn't a conversation between my partner and I. But when I started dating again after my my breakup, um, yeah, I was told that it was a deal breaker if I didn't remove hair. Now, okay. Yeah, it was a deal breaker. Wow. Okay. How did you feel about that? <clears throat> I was like, sure. No problem. Like it wasn't even, I didn't even think twice about it. Uh, Are you, I'm sorry, are we talking about intimate hair removal here? Yeah, intimate hair removal. Okay, like. Yeah, but also, I I also dated somebody who wanted my beard shaved or trimmed down. They didn't want a thick beard and didn't like, and then I've also dated somebody who's like, yeah, give me the beard, like the big beard. So like, you know, it comes down to personal preference and finding a partner that likes what you bring. Mm -hmm. So if if you have a partner that likes hair, great. If you have a partner that doesn't like hair, great. And the question I was thinking about was, what am I I willing to do for that person? How much do I care? And how much, like, should your partner even be expressing a preference? Yeah, because there's things that you like to do in bed or like to have in your relationship. So it's okay to say, I like this. I think it's absolutely okay to say I like this. It's also okay to say, well, I'm not. I had a a girlfriend for a short time that said, yeah, that's never going to happen. So either, you know, let let me know now if it's a deal breaker. You mean that person didn't want to? Yeah, they're like, any... yeah, I'm not, I'm not shaving for you. I'm mm-hmm. not waxing for you. It hurts. I'm not doing it. So I think um, we're going to talk a bit about Brazilians in this episode. And certainly, when I was in my 20s, it seemed like 
everybody was getting Brazilians. And that's um, that's basically all the hair removed from the intimate area. So for women, that would be like all the exterior of the vulva. And I thought, okay, I'll try this one time because it's, you know, in media anyways, it seems like, hey, everybody's doing this. Like, do I have to do this too? And I um, had it done and I, it was painful and, and awkward. And I remember thinking after that if a partner ever expressed a desire for me to do that to myself, then I'd say, okay, you first. <laughs> well, this is when you're in your 20s, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, what a great response. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and to be fair, like I, um, none of my partners have explicitly said, like, please do this. Like, I, f- I feel like, I, um, you know, it's usually, uh, I, I've been <laughs> lucky, I guess, to be with people who are like, you know, you're beautiful you as you, you are. Yeah, you, you do you. Yeah. And I think that's actually the, the nicest and, and most appropriate response. But it is okay to say what you like. And whether someone wants to give you that or not, and you see it as a gift. It, if they want to give it to you, great. If mm-hmm. they don't want to give it to you, then okay. Mark and I put out this very non-scientific survey to our frisky listeners. We had 44 responses. Thank you, listeners. If I was to do the survey again, I would have divided it between people who identify as men and people who identify as women. But we didn't. So anyways, about... Um, Three quarters of our respondents identify as female and the rest were male. We didn't have any trans or non-binary people fill out our survey. So we asked them for reasons related to dating and sex. Do you practice any hair removal? Um, And we said that includes legs, armpits and intimate areas. So 55% said yes, regularly. 14% said sometimes. And rarely or never was 15%. But although also because we don't know if it was men or women filling this out then. No, we can um, only sort of surmise a bit from the comments, but it, that, that would be us guessing. Um, and then one person, because uh, you could add an answer. Uh, one person said, only when I have sex, when I know I'll have sex, do I practice hair removal? And somebody else said, never. Our next question was, if you do remove body hair, why? Uh, and people were able to fill out more than one uh, answer here. 80% of people said, I prefer it that way. said uh, societal or cultural pressure. 14% said partner prefers it. And then there was a bunch of uh, responses that were added. Um, One person said mutually beneficial. Uh, Another person said self-pressure, not my personal choice, but I feel like I should. Someone said personal comfort and cleanliness. Another person said basically the same thing. It feels cleaner when there's no bush in the bush. <laughs> and another person said, I let it grow, but trim as needed. So then we had uh, basically open question, like asking people what other factors influence their decision to remove or not remove body hair. Mark, what were some of the responses that stood out to you here? Well, the hygienic ones are the ones that jumped out the most. And um, it seems like most people thought there was smell attached to body hair. So whether that's armpits or intimate areas. And so most people were trimming or at least some kind of grooming to get down the smell, which I thought, that's interesting. I don't even know that that's true. So I would imagine that for each person, they'd be able to know, obviously. But I don't know in terms of like, scientifically, does body hair cause odor or hold odor? Yeah, I think it does because hair holds bacteria. So I I think the odor thing is true but hygienic i don't think yeah i don't think that there's a difference there yeah. between hygienic and yeah, smell is it clean or is it smell yeah i don't know and and uh and so people were you know ref- referring to their own body smells that they prefer to not have when they're with somebody 
According to mayoclinic.org, there's no medical or hygienic reason for removing body hair. One side effect of pubic hair removal, it said, is increased risk of contracting or transmitting viral infections, such as herpes or HPV. That's due to cuts or skin irritation that make the skin more susceptible. So that's the Mayo Clinic article. In other articles from separate sources, uh, there are theories about the transmission of pheromones, chemical secretions in pubic hair, and its role in sexual attraction. Um, But I did also notice that people were talking about, like, if someone asked me, the same thing we were talking about earlier, if somebody asked me to remove hair, no thank you, don't ask me. So I thought that was really interesting, that uh, even though, from my standpoint, I'm fine, ask me if you like, and I'll give it to you if I can. But some people are like, no, hard no. And also like a deal breaker. Like someone said, I would never date someone who cared about that. They say, for the most part, I shave because my armpits because it'd be gnarly if I didn't. But sometimes I want to make a statement and I leave my body hair and encourage my female partners to also feel comfortable not shaving as well. They said, adult women have body hair and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. Some folks said it made, made sex feel better if it's removed, which I thought was interesting. And, uh, and that's certainly in fitting with what you were saying about what we see in the media now. Uh, but the, one of the fun parts that I said is um, <laughs> that made me laugh was I just knew, don't need to have those bikini spiders hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, someone else said, I'm glad I didn't know what a Brazilian was until after I got married. <laughs> right. Which also kind of goes along with this thing where it's like maybe hair removal is a bit more important in the early stages of a relationship or, or people feel like it is. And then once they get comfortable, it's like, okay, like, like let the spider hang out. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, that's a thing, right? Too. Um, just going to the pool or whatever. And I think it was on Instagram a few years ago where there was pictures of women in bathing suits who uh, had pubic hair outside of their bathing suit. And I think these photos were taken down off Instagram. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll never underestimate the prudishness of well, the algorithm. Well, but it's not prudishness, right? Because women with bikinis who are shaved could be on there. Right. It's literally saying like, you cannot have pubic hair on this site, right. which is, you're not wearing any less clothing. And I'll have to double check that that was Instagram. It was definitely a social media site that that became a huge thing. And I looked this up. There are lots of articles online, including one on hollywoodreporter.com with the headline, Instagram admits mistake after pubic hair backlash. But the point is, like, you never see Bush hanging out of a bathing suit, you right? Don't. No, no. And that's part of what influences us to either feel comfortable or not about that. And that is gendered because men, you know, if you look at men wearing Speedos and, and sort of um, brief style on uh, uh, bathing suits, they, they are hairy because if you want to wax a man, you have to start at their face. <laughs> And works right, out because <laughs> they're usually hairy right from the top to bottom, right? Yeah, or they can be for sure. They can be, yeah, yeah. And then something, I guess, so talking about the big bush, I um, I was trying to read up on like what do feminists think about hair removal? And from what I gathered in my preliminary research, um, so back in the day, feminists would have been like, keep all the hair, you know, natural is that's, you know, that's how you do it. I think now the recognition is do what you want, Right. Um, but recognizing that societal and media and cultural pressures are influencing your decisions. That's right. And as I say, that is increasing. Mm-hmm. The amount of men who wax their chests uh, is, I think, is a lot more than we perhaps realize. Maybe not here in the Yukon. I don't know. I don't look under the plaid. <laughs> <laughs> as a heterosexual man, you're not As seeing... a heterosexual man and, yeah, who likes plaid, I don't and, look under it. And maybe doesn't go to the pool that often. No. 
Let's see, are there any other comments here that stood out? There was one person who had a request for an episode on the latest muff fashions, which I thought was pretty funny. Which I think we are sort of covering in I this episode. Right I do, yeah. uh, we'll get into that in a moment. Oh, a couple people said, oh yeah, they didn't practice body hair because of, um, body hair removal rather, because of laziness and environmental reasons, like single use razors and, and cost. And I, I can relate, like if I choose to remove hair, okay, I'm going to wax my legs, I'm going to epilate my armpits, I'm going to do whatever I do. You're going to what your armpits? Epilate. So I have this machine that like rips the hair out. It's basically like waxing your armpits. Okay. It's painful. Okay. Sounds awful. So it's awful. So yeah, hair removal is painful and also, um, it's time consuming. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I think what I'm most resentful about is like, ah, oh, and you know, I'll wax my legs like every so often if I'm going to the gym or whatever. But yeah, I'm just like, I am a bit resentful every time I do it. It's why I only shave my face every three months. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's relatable. Yeah. Uh, I also like this person who said they have a 70s bush that they trim a bit. The 70s bush made yeah. me laugh out loud. <laughs> Another person who said, I love it when women don't shave their pits because it makes them feel comfier in their own body and they like to see that confidence and boldness. Do you have anything else to add on that survey? No, no, not at all. I think, but I do think it was, thanks for everybody to, for filling this form out because it was, it was a really entertaining, a good laugh as I had my highlighter out circling the things that made me guffaw. Yeah, I'm, I'm really thrilled that people uh, filled that out and also seemed very, honest and um also maybe speaks to the fact that it's maybe you know something that we don't really talk about with our peer group as much so it's nice to actually know like what are people doing and why yeah it's again non-scientific but uh okay so to get a little bit deeper on this issue mark and i uh we spoke to (laughs) amanda who owns elements hair salon and day spa and we actually mark and i got waxed not together not together. I don't think they do that. I don't think there's couples waxing. Maybe that would be an interesting date night, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it would be weird. mixing pleasure and pain, I guess so. <laughs> People do it all the time. So I was a bit uh, shy asking Amanda if uh, we could interview her about hair removal and then also record having the procedure done, but she was totally game, which was great. I asked Amanda how much hair removal is a part of her business because they also do hair, makeup, pedicures, all that stuff. And she said about 15 to 20%. And most of that is Brazilians. And so I'll let Amanda here explain like the type of waxing that can be done. Yeah, we have um, classic bikini line, which is just kind of like outside of the underwear line. And then there's kind of varying degrees of bikini from there. So some people like an overdone bikini, which is kind of like a, almost like a high cut thong. Um, or you can get right into Brazilian and Brazilian can vary depending on how much people, how much hair people want to leave behind. So some people like to leave like a triangle on top. Some people like a little strip. Some people like it all gone. Um, so it just depends on what the guests would like. And that also includes like labia and sometimes into like the, I guess like the anal area. Yeah. You can tell I felt a bit awkward asking. You were using the words that we were taught when we were first. I, know, I was like, do I use like the butthole or what do I say? <laughs> she, I just like that intimate areas piece that she's like, she's so professional. I asked Amanda who is getting their hair removed uh, from their intimate areas. Uh, she said it's all ages, but the her main clientele is between 25 and 45. And uh, her salon is one of the only places that offers intimate waxing for people who identify as men as well. Yeah, that's right. She's actually, she so told me that she is the only person currently practicing that removes hair from people who identify as men. 
in the Yukon. Not globally. That's right. <laughs> Not globally. <laughs> <laughs> She's the world's only. Can you She's imagine? She's the world's There's, only. There was She's a lineup out that door. You have no idea. People are flying in. There's special flights from Germany. <laughs> Private jets. Private jets from Germany. So this might answer the question of the person who wanted to know what the muff trends are. I asked Amanda what what she sees in terms of trends. So before I lived in Whitehorse, I lived in Prince George, and um, there was quite a few women who would do things that were kind of decorative for the bikini line. So you'd like wax and shapes or designs, and then there were even gems that you could affix to the bikini line to kind of... Um, dress it up a little bit or there's different uh, hair colors that you could use for the hair that they left behind so that was popular back then but that was quite a while ago about 18 years ago um, and now it just seems to be that uh, bikini care has become luxury things so there's skincare lines that are specifically designed for taking care of your bikini line new services coming out like vajayshals which is like vulva plus facial vajayshal um, so it's kind of neat where it's becoming more about self-care down below instead of decoration Okay, wait, wait a second. Did she a bejeweled? <laughs> like, I, at no point in my life did I come across jewelry that was like piercing jewelry. Like that might have been during your uh, married stage. Yeah, so eighteen years ago. Yeah, I guess it would have been. But I, I don't. I, I would have. Bejeweled. So. I know. I'm glad that's a trend of the '90s or whatever. Of <laughs> like a diamond now. studded landing strip. Do you want uh, diamonds or rubies down Ruby. there? I just can't even imagine. Like it would be a showstopper. Tell me a bit more about the Vijay show. What 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 is that? Uh, what is that? How does that work? So there's two different um, services you can get for vajayshal. Um One of them is just to kind of calm down the area after you've done hair removal. So you can do it at home, but you can also, it's a service that we offer at the salon where we would do the hair removal and then you get a nice cooling sheet mask. So it's just like the sheet mask you could put on your face, but it's for down below. Um, it helps to take the irritation down and the redness. The other services for people who are prone to ingrown hairs or irritations or dark spots, or sometimes um, people will even get kind of dark in the creases of their legs. We can do a vajayshal. So we would cleanse the area, exfoliating scrub. Then we would steam the area and do extractions if needed. So that would be removing um, blemishes and ingrown hairs. And then do the hair removal and finish it off with that cooling mask. No cucumbers. (laughs) No cucumbers. (laughs) Wow. Really? So I had a vajayshal. Really? Not, Not the whole like scrub down, just like the cooling mask. Okay. And so how this worked is um, Amanda did uh, the waxing and then she put the vajayshal on me and then I interviewed her. Whilst vajayshalizing? With my pants off. It's my first interview I've ever done. (laughs) Sans pants. I once did a job interview naked and got the job. On the phone, I presume. Yes. (laughs) I'm thinking it was some situations where it wouldn't be like that, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it was very professional. I had a towel covering me. It was all good, but it was kind of funny just to be like, wow, I'm interviewing you with a vajayshal and my pants off. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, Karen. Like, do you put that on the resume? <laughs> well, here here it is. I'm putting it yeah, out there now. If, if anybody's looking for this, um, you know. A risk-taking in- podcast under uh, host. Yeah, exactly. I guess I should tell people a little bit about my experience with the, the Brazilian, which was fantastic. Amanda so professional, as we mentioned, and um, sure, it was a bit dis- uncomfortable, but it was it was over quickly. Like it was it was actually a pleasant experience. So I have to say, um, and then ending it with the vajayshal was was quite nice. I did ask Amanda if if there's anybody who can't handle the pain of a Brazilian, and she said that 
if someone has had another part of their body wax, their legs or their eyebrows, then they're probably aware of the pain and they can probably handle it. If no, someone's never had anything waxed, then they probably shouldn't start with the Brazilian. Oh yeah, right, because there's a lot to take off. Yeah, which is how you dove in, I think. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, there's in, a little foreshadowing there. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, I did want to ask Amanda, you know, because you and I have been talking about sort of feminism and the pressures around hair removal, and you know, Amanda does this as, as part of her job. And I just wanted to ask her how she feels about sort of like the pressures about yeah. hair removal. Right on. I always think, or one of my favorite sayings is just like you do you. So if people are comfortable with body hair, great. Um, if you aren't comfortable with it, then I 100% think that you should remove it. But I think that people should do it for their own personal reasons and not because of societal pressures. Um, that's something that I find kind of cool in the Yukon is you go to a yoga class or a fitness class and there will be lots of ladies there that have hairy underarms and lots of ladies that don't and nobody really blinks an eye at it. It's, it's very acceptable here. Um, it's not as acceptable maybe in other cultures, but I think that it's really a personal choice and whatever people are comfortable with, I'm supportive of. I think Amanda raises a good point there about, you know, we're in the North and I think there probably is a bit more sort of au naturel here in terms of how we dress and, you know, how we do our hair or don't do our hair or do makeup. Um, Especially when we're under like 25 layers of down for seven months of the year, right? Like there's no, I've heard this from lots of people that they just, that's the stuff they don't worry about because it's under long johns all long, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. and, and not that that should make a difference, but like in the, in the summertime, it does get warm here. And so perhaps hair removal is more common when your body is being shown at the lake. And as well, uh, you know, more of an outdoorsy culture here too. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. Anyway, so I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. Uh, okay, so <laughs> now we should get into the moment everybody's been waiting no, for. No, come on now. <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. This is the part. Too this is too, we've gone too far. I can't do that. <laughs> well, first, okay, so um, Mark also had a visit with Amanda. That's right. We should have mentioned that Elements Spa is in the... Best Western in downtown Whitehorse. Yeah. So first of all... For those that have been around for a long time, it's in the old restaurant. So if you're looking for bacon and eggs now, you can't find it there, which is the first thing I said when I walked in. I was like, this is the restaurant. And she's like, not anymore. No. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get food here. Have you had any hair removal done? Like, have you had any waxing done on any part of your body before? Never. No, never. So I'd never even... I had looked for uh, this once before in my life and couldn't find anybody that did it. Uh, it was a bit more, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? A bit more, um, you had to go looking hard for it. It was an underground scene, you know, and I, I just don't live in that kind of a part of the world. So, yeah, no, I've never done this before. <laughs> so unlike me, you did your interview um, before the treatment. So yes, that's right. um, let's, let's, hear, uh, let's hear a little bit about what you guys talked about. So what are we about to do today? Uh, we are going to do a male intimate waxing or a Brazilian. You may need to spell that out for some of our male listeners who uh, are going to be like, he's doing what now? So the Brazilian is um, the whole bikini area. So it's a whole pubic area. It's the area that's like up above the genitals. And then it's actually on the genitals. And for most clients, like all the way around the back, around the bum too. (sighs) Okay. This is my first time. First time. So... Do you get many men to come in and do this? Uh, We get a few. It's definitely not as popular as it is with uh, females. And when I was living somewhere else, I lived in Prince George previously. Um, It was definitely a lot more popular there. But we do have a few men come in for it. 
And so when, when men are coming in, what is it that they are looking for? Is it always a Brazilian? Is there other things that they can get done? Um, for waxing, it's generally like chests and backs or Brazilians, but those are the most popular for men is like chest and back waxing, but men can get any of the services that we have here. So they could get manicures, pedicures. We see lots of men for um, foot care, um, but for waxing, it's mostly chest and backs. And so what, why would a guy come in and do this? For the Brazilian in particular, there's a couple different reasons. So a lot of athletic men do it. So women, or sorry, men who are doing like swimming and stuff like that, or if they're doing things where they show their body, like bodybuilding and stuff like that, the body doesn't show as nicely if they're hairy. And they often have to wear kind of like high cut underwears and stuff so that their body shows nicely. So a lot of the time it's athletic. Um, But a lot of people, it's for the same reason that females might. So they might have like a new romantic endeavor and they kind of want to surprise their partner. Or it's just because they feel cleaner. Right. So we call it the Brazilian, but maybe we could call it the Speedo. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So walk me through what we're going to do today. So whenever anybody gets a Brazilian, if it's the first time that they do it, I get them to get changed. They do have to remove pants and undergarments, and then their bikini area is draped with a towel. If it's the first time that they're doing the waxing, then I'll work from side to side. So I'll like slowly bring in the area with waxing um, from one side, move on to the other, so that if at any point it's too much, then they can stop and it will be even, so they won't have like one bare side and one hairy side. Um, I haven't had anyone who wasn't able to make it through it. Um, People are always expecting worse than what it actually is, but I always like to have that option open just in case there is someone who's a little bit more sensitive. Um, So we do the hair removal all around the front first, and then if the guest wants further back, then we would do the back part of the waxing as well. I think people are thinking 40-year-old version. I think that's what they think of when they come here, like the the screaming, the Steve Carroll yelling at the camera. That's that's what I think people expect. So it's nice to hear that it's not going to be that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so the the process really is to get undressed and do this thing, and then we we're going to record that. Is there things that you think there uh, men in particular should know when they're preparing themselves for coming here? I think the main thing is like often when it's the client's first time, they're really embarrassed and they're like super um, shy, feel really awkward, but we're professionals. We do this all the time, so it doesn't bother us. So I always try and tell the clients and it's even females when they come in the first time, they're just like almost horrified because they're so nervous. So um, don't be nervous. We do it all the time when we're doing waxing. You don't even really see the area that you're working on. All you see is the hair and you're just focused on getting that off there. For preparation, sometimes people like to take pain relievers before they come in. So if they're going to do that, not something that is going to thin the blood like Advil or Motrin, because it can increase your chance of bruising. So if you're going to take anything beforehand, Tylenol is fine, but not something that's going to thin the blood. And for me, I prefer that the guest doesn't trim beforehand because they often trim it too short and then the hair doesn't come out. So I just tell them, like, let me take care of it when you come. Don't worry about that. Okay, so then they get themselves all done up here. Have you ever had a situation where you, where men in particular, or any, or women really, have become aroused? Have you got to deal with that kind of problem? Um, for the waxing, no, because they're terrified. <laughs> good. All right, that's good news. All right, so uh, we should get started, I guess. How long does it take? Uh, It takes for females like between 15 and 30 minutes for men though waxing is a little bit more complex because they have more like kind of extra skin and stuff in that area. So it's going to be between 30 and 45 minutes for the waxing. All right, here we go. Cue screaming. (laughs) I'm really glad you asked about arousal 
<laughs> well, I, it's hard to, because people are into pain, right? So I can't imagine that it hasn't happened. But I. Oh. Oh, you thought that the pain would be yeah, the trigger. I thought, yeah, not, not being just naked. being like touched down there. Or yeah, well, touched for sure. But I was definitely thinking like people like pain. There is mm-hmm. a, that is a part of the kink community. So I was thinking, well, maybe there's somebody who's, you know, had an erection or someone got really turned on while they were having this done. And then well, how did you handle it? And she's like, no, cue f- fear. <laughs> fear is a great overrider. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Hey, Mark, what's your longest relationship? Well, that's awfully personal, Karen. I ask because mine is with Uconstruct. I've been working at a co-space for years. I love the work vibe, meeting rooms, and professional connections. Yeah, right. That's what brought us together. It's really cool on the make space side, too. There are wooden metal shops, electronics lab, a sewing loft, and the podcast studio where we record Frisky. Go to Uconstruct.com to learn more. It's one relationship we know you won't regret. Okay, so uh, you mentioned some screaming. So let's uh, let's hear let's hear how that went for you. <laughs> okay, jeez. And I will direct you when you'll need to hold what if there's that? any hold. tissue. Oh, hold, to hold. Like hold yeah. Okay. yeah, just to hold the skin tight. Right, right. Because at this stage of life, my skin isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez! Gonna get my guys some warning. <laughs> No, you don't, right? Because they'll just like no. say no, right? <laughs> she just went for it, man. Like I didn't even. I felt all this warm, felt lovely. <laughs> like, like I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought there'd be a little bit more time with the warmth and the cozy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it went for me too, and I actually liked that because I think my previous experience was like, okay, three, two, one, this is gonna hurt, and Amanda just is so fast and so efficient that it was just like bam, 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 yeah. bam, and yeah. it's true, like she said. You know, if if she warns you, you're going to brace for impact, mm-hmm. whereas she just goes about goes yeah. about her business. I don't know. Also, if um, people can hear in that clip, she's telling you about holding the skin. And, you know, if you can think about male anatomy, there's you need to like pull the skin down there a little bit to get the tension to required get yeah. to get it tight to, yeah. to, to, to remove the hair. So it's a bit more involved for for men. Yeah, it's more of a collaborative experience. <laughs> a collaborative experience. <laughs> Am I supposed to be sweating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not that bad. It's kind of like getting a tattoo. Like, it only hurts the first little bit. Yeah. It hurts, like, for a couple seconds, and then it's gone. Yeah. Then it's yeah. Gone. yeah. That's my only frame of reference is tattoos, right? I've never been waxed. But often when you get a tattoo, if you're, especially if you're having a long session, they'll tell you, you know, you'll start to spin, your eyes will dilate, you will start to sweat, and then you're going to ask them to stop. And uh, this is when I had my hand tattooed. That's that was the experience. In terms of physiological response, that's the closest I could I could sort of uh, compare to. I like how in that clip you can hear the like constant ripping mm-hmm. as she's going along and talking, and you're kind of like nervously laughing. And, well, like, it's try, a bit nervous, but it's also it like yeah. I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm doing a podcast, but I have my pants off, just like you, right? And I'm having this procedure done, which is intimate and not outrageously painful. Like, so this is the part that I kind of want to underscore is it's not something, if you're interested in doing it, it's completely possible. And as she said, the people got, get through it. She's never had anybody bail. And so, you know, there I am doing three things <laughs> at the same time. But it's not nearly as bad as what you thought, is it? No, it's not. Although to be honest, I really did avoid thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was more concerned about the, um, uh, how it would feel because I, uh, I think as I mentioned to you when we were off off recording, 
that I had done your headshots, so I'm yeah. more concerned that the two worlds would collide. But, you know, just like I am, you're a professional, and mm -hmm. so why would it be weird? How could it be weird if this is your business? Yeah. Right? Yeah. How could it be? Yeah. And honestly, because Whitehorse is such a small place, like, there's very few degrees of separation for almost every client that I have, like, you know them on some level. Sure, yeah. Whether your kids go to the same school, or, like, you used to work together, or Yeah, you're reaching for whatever. the same bunch of bananas at the grocery store, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there you address the, uh, the professional part about how you know Amanda professionally, and so you felt a bit strange going yeah, to see her. Yeah, well, there's an overlap between my previous career and this one, and, uh, and that's when I was being trained as a therapist. The first thing that's drilled into us as students is that dual relationships equal bad. So you can't do that. And so I was quite concerned that this would be a dual relationship. And now, as a photographer, you're speaking. But so my, what was infecting my world as a photographer was my world as a, previously as a counselor. And so doing, doing this kind, especially in this intimate kind of in setting, it would be very strange. She was my client as a photographer. And so that part is, that's how I know her. Yeah. So that was my own sort of stuff being brought forward. And I just wanted to clear it up. I have a friend who said she used to um, get some waxing done in Vancouver when she went down. And apparently the esthetician there told her that um, they had a lot of Yukon clients, men, because um, people weren't comfortable. You know, right. they didn't want to, they didn't want to have the same person removing their hair that they were going to see at parent teacher interviews or yeah, whatever. Right, you know? Literally so, looking at look, locking eyes over the bananas. Like it's totally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So not everybody is, is comfortable with that, but, Amanda, I guess, I think makes it as comfortable as, as you can possibly There's feel. a barrier there to break for a small town, right? Where you have, uh, like I now would feel comfortable to go back there. Okay, so we've just got a couple more uh, clips here from your experience. So we're almost finished the front part of your Brazilian. Yeah. So there'll be the genitals in the front. And then we're going to do the back part. And the back part is like cool. nothing compared to the front. It's not nearly as painful. So now what I'm going to do is just to get another strip before you turn over, instead of your knee bent to the side, yeah. I'm going to have you hug your knee back. Right, you bring that up. Yep. This is the other thing is people have all these um, ideas about how the waxing's done. Mm -hmm. And they envision often like being asked to go on all fours and stuff oh, like yeah, that. I so that's what people are like always terrified of yeah. is having those types of situations because it's something that's already a bit embarrassing to get done and then those types of situations make it worse yeah, those yeah. so i don't do it that way there are some places that will get you to do like all fours or they'll get you to hug like both knees back yeah. at the same time or you don't do that no so it's nice to hear that you're more aware of how people might be feeling mm -hmm. so i'm i'm curious to know did you have to hug your knee yeah yeah it's the same position yeah, my previous Brazilian didn't do, we didn't do any of the, the backside stuff. But I remember years ago, a friend telling me when she got her first Brazilian, she's like, I had to go on all fours and she waxed my butthole. And, and I think that idea, that's a very vulnerable position. Very, very. And um, yeah, so it was uh, certainly a relief that there's ways around that position. There, there, there are, and Amanda was, she addressed it in that clip where she's saying like, this is, this is a much less intrusive way to do it and just as effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so here's here's exactly how that goes down. Now to do the last part around the back, I'm gonna have you turn on your side, okay. facing that blind. Okay. And then you're gonna hug your top knee forward once you're on your side. Okay. Yep. There we go, perfect. And I might take you to get this hand and just pull this tissue up. Okay, there you go. Sure. And as you can tell from the couple other strips that we did here, mm -hmm. it's not as painful as the front. Okay, 
Ooh, it is hot. It feels hot, yeah. <laughs> you weren't expecting the, no, the warmth the, back there. The heat, that was definitely, it's the same temperature as everywhere else, but this in that space, in that spot, it is much more sensitive, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was surprising, to be honest. So you, you asked if Amanda had gotten me into that position. So you're on your side, you lift up a leg, and then instead of Amanda saying, like, can you spread your butt cheeks? She's like, just put your hand here and pull, pull up on the tissue. Pull this tissue this way. And I was like, wow, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah, yeah I can very, very professional and uh, and demystifying. And you don't have to lock eyes because you're looking at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> also important. Also important. <laughs> Mark, so <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this. Like, why did we decide to do this? I think, I think for me, I was like, okay, hey, I did this 20 years ago. Like, I'm kind of curious. Is it as bad as I remember? And not that it's something that like I, I feel like I'm going to do forever or whatever. But I, I guess I just wanted to experience what what a lot of women and some men go through. Yeah, that's exactly why. And I thought you shouldn't do it alone. I think it was important for me to do it too. Because why this is the part that I think is so important is that women are often enforced or are, are often strongly encouraged to go and do this societally and through their partners. And men aren't. And, and, and for a lot of men, I would suspect it's a hard no. So I was like, well, it's not a hard no for me, so I should do this. Thank you, Mark, because I feel like you got a Brazilian for like all the women out there who've been like, if only my partner knew what it felt like. Right. Yeah, because we don't know. <laughs> now I do. And to be fair, I, I think I would do it again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what is what is your um, takeaway? Uh, one of the things you mentioned that you were, you were uh, maybe not concerned is the right word, but you were wondering how it would go because you mentioned like you're quite hairy, right? From the top of your head down. So you're like, is there just going to be this like abrupt, like line, like bald spot in the middle of yeah, the Yeah, like someone now? mowed the middle of my lawn is how I put it, I think. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and that is actually how it is. <laughs> but but in the end, like it's it's in your underwear, right? So like until you're with your partner, uh, no one no one knows, no one cares. It felt like a little secret, like a well, little... Yeah. And it's funny that you, you said that to me. You're like, I feel like I have a secret. And then I was like, didn't I say the same thing to you? But yeah, no, I, I think told, you did. I told someone else that like yeah. afterwards I was like, oh yeah, like nobody knows, but me, like that's right. what's going on down there. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a mystery. <laughs> and I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, takeaways you want to share? Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I don't know if it's a takeaway, but I'm curious how it's going to feel as things grow back in. So I'd asked Amanda about that versus shaving. And she said that one of the reasons things are itchy when they come back is because of the way that the razor blade takes the hair off. It takes it off at the fattest part. So you itch is because the hair is coming back, pushing a hole basically back through your skin. And that doesn't feel like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting it to the test. So far, no itch, which is good. And it's been about a week, right? Uh, week yeah, 10 days, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm fully healed. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, Mark, for participating in this experiment. <laughs> well, and, Th- you, Karen. And, and thanks very much to Amanda at Elements uh, Hair Salon and Day Spa in the Best Western Hotel in Whitehorse. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Amanda. And thanks everybody for listening. We have another Eclipse Nordic Hot Springs two admissions to give away this month, and how you can enter to win. We'll have a we have another survey, another anonymous survey, and this one's about you. We want to know more about who you are, who's listening to Frisky. Um, So we've got just a short few questions for you. If you can fill that out and then we'll post that on Facebook. And if you write in the comments on Facebook, yes, we'll enter you in the chance to win tickets to the hot springs. To the Eclipse Nordic Hot Springs, which is, if you haven't been, got to get out there. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty great. Uh, Thanks for listening to Frisky, everybody. 
happy January. Yeah, stay frisky, folks. You can't give your dates a rating, but you can rate us. So go ahead, give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Unless it's below four stars, then don't bother. This episode was recorded in and around Whitehorse, Yukon. Sometimes we use the podcast studio at Yukonstruct, and sometimes we take Frisky on the road. Our music is by Anthony Vega, Sexy Time. Oh, we like fan mail. So send us some. Get in touch through Facebook, the Twitter, or email us at friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthof6060 at gmail.com. Stay frisky. Stay frisky, everybody. Mm -hmm.